0: This podcast is brought to you by our partners at 8 Star Energy. 8 Star Energy, a clean energy company leading the future of portable and renewable energy. To find out more, follow them on Facebook at 8 Star Energy.
1: I want purpose purposeful football all the time. Now we've got our backs against the wall we are going to fight and we are going to fight hard. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. A marvelous kick! That's as good as you'll ever see! And foot square back in front! From inside the center square! Boys kick the goal! Boys oh no! kick the goal! From inside the center! F- I the thing.
0: <laughs> hey folks, welcome to another episode of Danny Boyd, a podcast about the undisputed greatest football club in the known universe. That is the Footscray Football Club, Patriotry Limited, trading as Western Bulldogs. My name is Danny McGinley. With me is a man who played nine games for GWS, 52 games for the Footscray Football Club, and he has also made two-thirds of a human Boyd. That's
2: right, that's right. 48 games shy of making my uh, future child eligible for... uh, Father oh. or daughter and son. So anyway, very exciting news to come out. So if you didn't know Kate uh, and Lewis, who should we should introduce? Kate and Lewis Lanebrook are uh, with us today. Welcome, guys. Yay.
1: Beautiful introduction. And, uh,
3: lovely introduction,
1: I'm mean with Lewis
3: Lewis. That's yes, Lewis. So That's cool. we named him twice. Really? <laughs> I never get to hear the end of it.
0: The vibe, the reason we got you on, uh, Kate and Lewis, is uh, after the grand final episode, Boydie and I were talking about, you know, most Dogs fans are, uh, you know, we're, we're still in a bit of a funk. We're still a bit depressed after the grand final and uh, we had a list of uh, potential guests and, and uh, Kate Langbrook, you've, you've made us laugh for a, for a very long time and I asked you to come on because you're a passionate Bulldogs fan and you said you would only come on if Lewis Lewis could join you because he knows more about footy than probably Boydie and I combined. So it's an honour to have you both on. Thank you.
1: Well, you see, I um, adore the Western Bulldogs Adore them, but I don't know a lot about football. I'm originally from Brisbane, and but I'm married into a bulldog family, and I have birthed four bulldogs.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right? That's Doesn't a,
1: sound pretty. It's
3: a hereditary <laughs> disease that we all have. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and how and are you going, Louis? You're, you're eighteen, year twelve this year. Is that is
3: that what's going on? my parents dragged me away to a foreign country, so I have to do an extra year of school now. Well,
1: oh, that might be nice. Oh, no, actually,
3: on. On. See your friends. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's pretty disappointing, but it's all right. You're so also- 18
0: years old in year
3: 12. You're uh-huh. the guy who can buy booze for everyone. Oh, yeah, big time. I'm going to a party this, uh, this Friday. and, and going Don't, and- don't <laughs> incriminate yourself. That's oh, illegal. Yeah. It's illegal. Exactly. To do. Oh, well, we'll be okay. I, I if you so.
2: bought it and you lost it, that wouldn't exactly.
3: be Exactly. <laughs> I, I plan on losing
1: it. I'm to it up. <laughs> hey, where did you go to school? You two.
0: I went to Thornbury High, which um, makes it these days sound, because Thornbury is quite gentrified and makes it yeah. sound quite cool. Uh, but back in the day, it was a bit rough. And there's actually a, a generation gap when I tell people I went to Thornbury High. People aged like uh, 40 and above will go, wow, don't mess with you. Uh, but people below the age of 40 will say, oh, my God, give me a recipe for zucchini slice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and they're both right.
0: They oh, are, chat. <laughs> that. Well, Luther College,
2: Kate, out in uh, in Croydon Hills, just up the road from Yarra Valley. So um, I learned a lot about Jesus. and
1: uh, Is that a Christian college?
2: It's a Lutheran school. Yeah, very religious. Oh, so, um,
1: what yeah, are you going to learn? Um, they're like a, are they Pentecostal, fundamentalist something?
2: Lutherans, and I, if, if I get this wrong, forgive me, yeah, any of you no, listeners, but yeah. Lutherans, are, uh, they come out of Germany because Martin Luther was the first guy who went up and nailed the 95 Thesis, I think they were called, onto the yep, church yep. door, basically complaining oh, that- about the church charging entry out of purgatory. Oh, yeah.
1: goodness me.
2: He ended up in Denmark, which is where my mum's from, and then he got executed, I think, from memory.
0: I think that's right. From memory.
1: <laughs> from memory. <laughs> from whose memory?
0: What a, what a horrible what? way to die, to be executed from memory. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know what? I th- there's many ways to be executed from memory, isn't there? <laughs> I- remember that grand final, that could execute Ooh. a few people.
3: Yeah. memory you didn't
0: have mm. to bring it up yeah no, that
2: we did have happen? to lewis yeah, yeah. i was we, i was kinda... talking to our wonderful sponsor today um uh, eight star energy short plug and um and he said how are the numbers going and i said well the worst episode we've had in about 12 months was last week because it's two weeks after the grand final and none of the Bulldogs' support one to listen so this will be a big bounce back
0: because of you two so damn straight um, that's
1: it. Well, that's the thing, you know. I've learned to respect sport mainly through probably having children and watching them play sport. Because I was not very sporty growing up, I was a Jehovah's Witness, so I don't Ooh. know. If, I don't ever want to go near the Lutherans, but I think they're similar. Sort of, you know, the joke about um, why don't <laughs> why why don't is it why don't Pentecost? No, why don't Protestants have sex standing up? Because God be like, dancing, <laughs> <laughs> so, but I think the Jehovah's Witnesses are a bit like that as well. Like they're not known. The Lutherans, the JW is not known as fun. Your fun religions. Yeah. But so the Bulldogs is kind of a religion,
3: and it's like one of those. Sometimes it's a fun religion, though. Other times, not so much. That's yeah, right.
0: that's right. Yeah, going for the Bulldogs is so very Old Testament. A lot of a yeah. uh, lot of vengeance and uh, smiting.
1: Yes, and you just know it's not going to have a happy ending. <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> however, moments,
1: however, I have lived through times with my husband where everything seemed so bleak that any kind of success was totally impossible. Mm-hmm. And look how fortunes change. Like he used I to say think- when kids were little, what a bloody legacy I've passed on to these poor kids. <laughs> 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 say that all the time.
2: Well, maybe you should introduce this famous story you were telling us before we started recording, Kate, about the uh, the lucky piece of memorabilia that's lasted through the, the tests of time.
1: Well, I can't remember. Hang on. I'm going to get Peter because you, because t- I can't remember these now. Don't I don't you, want dear. to get it wrong. You're, ridiculous. Fine. You're in
2: if you want to get the no. other three children, please get them as well, because it's just wow. not enough chaos in the room. Well. You don't
3: want to meet the little one. He will. You should see what he says in front of the TV when we play. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So, Louis, you
0: were born around two thousand three, is that right?
3: Yeah, I was born in two thousand three. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. your first experiences of the bulldog. So, what we're talking about, like two thousand eight. Who was your favourite player? Like your first favourite player.
3: I don't even... I think it was Jason Akamanis.
0: Oh, nice. Oh, Good answer.
3: answer. I think oh, it was And I remember the first game I ever watched, we, it was in... I actually don't remember what year it was in, but it was against Hawthorne, and we got beaten very badly. And, and <laughs> yeah, that doesn't Dad, narrow it down. You know, exactly. But Dad was just sitting there. He's like, well, you can't win them all, boys. And, you know, we didn't... We didn't. I don't think we won any more that year. So <laughs> oh. he was... <laughs> <laughs>
1: This is Tom Boyd. I know who he is. Oh, and this is Danny McGinley. You don't uh, know who he is. You don't know who I am. <laughs> you know Danny writes the, you know the banners? Oh, yeah. He writes them. Did you write the preliminary final one?
0: Of 2016? Yes, I did. Yes, uh, the infamous.
1: Can you remember what it said? uh, uh, uh our club was made from blood and brits, not AFL focus groups. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. yeah. Come on. <laughs> well this
4: done. Yeah. And I'm, this is Peter. Hey, boys. Hey, Peter. Hey, gents. Yeah.
1: Now, they want to know about the lucky sock, darling, and I know that because oh, so, so, um mm. yeah, who took it to the game in, in 2016? You, Absolutely. my mum. My mum. No,
4: in 2016,
1: I did. Yeah, I because did. it was very precious. And uh,
4: but my my mother's grandmother knitted it for my mother and took it to the 54 grand final. Wow. So your
2: great-great-grandmother. So yeah, Great-great-great. Great-great or just, yeah. I, I so when great. was she born in the um, 1800s? A long time. Welcome to the History Hour. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's back when we still had a cricket club, I think.
1: Family heirloom. A family, this is our only yeah. Lewis family heirloom. I mean, I married well, but not for the money. This is as good as it gets. <laughs> so Peter, I
0: want to know uh what how far back does the where does the the Lewis Langbrook family Bulldogs legacy begin why did it start what which one of your ancestors landed in the the beautiful land of West Footscray
4: uh I think my my father my father grew up in Rockbank and my mother was grew up in Sunshine but their parents all buried for the Bulldogs
1: Mm. so when I was a kid on both sides yeah
4: yeah yeah, both sides. Yeah, both sides. Like when I was a kid, uh-huh. every Saturday we went to, or every second Saturday we went to the Western Oval, and we we always sat, you know, the Tom, you know, the the forward pocket near Barclay Street. Yes. And on the um, not the city side, but the other, the opposite side, the club side. Yeah. And and that was the because that was the dry wing, like no one. No one <laughs> yeah. was going to, drink on that wing the other side of the wing was like it was just like a it was like a just a drink fest like you'd walk like sometimes as a kid I'd do a lap around the ground and it was just carnage just carnage on the other side of the ground and then you'd get back to the dry side of the ground
0: (laughs) I mean, was that's why they named that wing after Dougie Hawkins. Uh he, they offered him the, the club wet side, but he went, No, it's inappropriate.
4: It's yeah, yeah. hilarious. Sometimes I'd walk around and say, Oh, I think that's my brother over there. He looks pretty pissed. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: Mark Lewis would have been in the car yeah, wing. Yeah,
4: yeah. But my it was mostly my the female members of the family went to the football. It was like all oh, my aunties and Grandmothers and stuff. The, the, the guys went so much, but not, not, not as much as the, the women went. So it mm. uh, went back to my
2: grandparents. To, so, I at, at a guess, Peter, how old is that sock that you've got knitted? And for people who are just listening, it's a, a small Western Bulldogs knitted child sock, I would say. So, a fair a, description.
1: Not even a child. No. Tom Boyd, <laughs> I hope if your baby, if this even fits your baby when it's born. <laughs> Then, then Indeed. the baby will have very, very, very tiny Barbie-like feet.
2: Well, well Kate, I will let you in on one secret about the uh, scans that Anna and I have went through. Most of the dimensions and everything are normal, but the foot size is twenty five percent bigger than it Yeah, big. and given i yeah. a guy with size fifteen feet, it makes sense. Right,
1: yeah. so. <laughs> the feet are the feet tiny or are the feet abnormally large?
2: Abnormally large, yeah. Really? Massive. Yeah. Did yep. you
1: check the whereabouts of Thorpy at the time of conception?
2: <laughs> well, well, yeah.
1: <laughs> With his size 17s. I,
0: I can't swim like Thorpy, but my feet are almost <laughs> as big as his. So I've I've met Tom's partner. I'm not sure she's Thorpy's type. Just I think we're safe
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, get your filthy rules off his body needs <laughs> <laughs> room to grow, as we all do. Damn uh, yeah. straight.
0: I asked your son before, who is you know the first player that he remembers as a favourite. So, what what year do, do you remember your first time at Whitnall, or what, what players do you consciously remember being childhood heroes of yours?
4: Uh, childhood heroes, probably Peter Foster. Oh, was, good answer. Um, he he yes. was an amazing Mark.
0: Like he used to Mark,
4: like. Um, Norton, he'd just go up in a pack and he'd come down with the ball every time.
0: And he was a defender he, though. He was a defender, yeah, yeah. War he was a thirty-two, as I recall.
4: Yeah, thirty-two. Yeah, I saw him yep. at the airport a couple of years ago, and I got all. Uh, you know, hot and sweaty. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know, Aaron
2: Norton was a defender too, Danny. Before the, that, that oh, number yeah. seventeen, he was playing up forward. Ended up leaving, and you know, <laughs>
1: yeah. You know. <laughs> right.
2: was, and uh, then they were like, "Someone's got to mark the ball and kick some goals," so they sent the defenders down there. To <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
4: um, and you know, one of my favorite favorites was. An honest, I think he was like a back flanker, Greg Eppleston. Was, oh, okay. number 11. Yeah, yeah. He was, he famously, I was at the Witten Over once and everyone was talking about that he got punched in the balls by Gary Ablett Sr. <laughs> and oh. and, and uh, he, he went down and, and Dougie Hawkins famously ran from one end of the ground to the other to, to lay out uh, G- Gary Ablett.
1: Oh, to to, 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 to yeah, vengeance,
4: to, to, vengeance, for vengeance! So that
1: was exciting. Oh, moment. I love that. Where are the people now who'll avenge you for be getting punched in the balls? Yes. Arrest. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Who
0: would who would be the, the who would be the the main vengeance person, Boyd? Like Libba is the the one I go to. If yes, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, I mean, you think about uh, Bont getting attacked by GWS in twenty nineteen. Um, um, it was only really Libba who flew the flag, as they say. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah the, the thing I always say about Libba is that um, he's not this, He's strong and he's, he's a great player and everything, but he's not the biggest and scariest bloke. But you can't argue with a bloke who just looks you in the eye with that real crazy look and just <laughs> starts yelling nonsense at you.
3: Simpsons tattoos looking back at you.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember Josh Kennedy from um, Sydney Super yeah. straight up, you know, brilliant footballer. Super straight laced guy trying to argue with Tom Liberatore in the Premiership, and I was like, "This guy's
4: got no chance." You're talking <laughs> a different language. Why don't you up now? <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, he's hilarious. But and he just he just stands up and just he. It's like he just laughs in the face of you know a threat. He's just he just giggles. You know, you can see yeah. him.
2: He's, a, no. he's got, I'm
4: sure he's got chips of his
2: old man in him, that's for sure. He was, yeah. a, he was a, a fierce competitor, wasn't he, Danny? I mean, I'm probably a bit young to have watched um, Tony play much, but that's all I hear.
0: I, I, the thing I remember about uh, Libba Senior, and Peter, you probably remember this as well, is he was a really exciting uh, midfielder and you always uh, liked him. But then there was the change and it was uh, 1997 when uh, T- Terry Wallace almost delisted him and said, you've got yeah. to change your, your game and become a mongrel. And then he became... Like yes. literally, oh, yeah. you would hate the Toby Green of the of the AFL, but he was our Toby Green, so I loved him.
1: Oh, <laughs> no. Really? Was he not always like that? Uh,
0: no, no he oh. no,
4: didn't need to be. Is it high possession midfielder for a long time, and then he just, somebody, yeah, just flicked the switch and just went. No,
1: but someone must have seen it in him.
4: Yeah. Like, oh, Terry funny. Wallace.
0: Terry Wallace yeah. told him too.
1: To say, yeah. you, mate, we need a mongrel. Do you know where we could find one? <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's like, yeah I, th- yeah, 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 I think I do. Yeah. Yes, boss. I,
4: but yeah.
1: but then, yeah.
2: then he then he won a Brownlow as a tagger Is as the story goes, right? Did he win a Brownlow after 97? Uh, no, no, he was still at no. He won the Brownlow in
0: 1990.
2: See, people okay. tell me different stories. As a bloke who didn't grow up following Footscray. Everyone always used to tell me he oh, he won a Brownlow as a tagger.
0: Yeah, that's
2: what
4: no. I that's
0: what I was always told.
4: I think really? no, he used to get a lot of possessions. He used to, he was a lot of midfielder with, you know, he'd get 40 possessions a game.
0: Do you remember yeah. how many votes he got, Peter, to win the Brownlow? Uh,
4: no, but it was like 19 or something like that. Wasn't
0: exactly. You're one off 18. Well done. Yeah, that's right. Well, what, that's it, like,
2: what, did, what did Cooney have in uh, 2013 or whenever he won it? Same. Like
0: he won 2008. Oh, was it only yeah. that much?
2: Yeah, well, I don't think it was 20. And Ollie Wise yeah. won this year with 30, 30, thirty-six
4: <laughs> <laughs> right. thousand. Right.
3: The average Brownlow votes received for like the I think the top five has gone up by like five points over the last t- like yeah. four, ten years. I think it is. So That'd be about right. Like,
1: yeah. I, I, I don't
3: understand why that.
1: Why are you know, they? Pl- because are they, they get more, more rounds. Focus. Are there more rounds? No. No. no? no.
3: Same no? amount of games. The umpires are more focused on the stars of the game. So I
2: I actually had this conversation with my dad the other night quite in depth, and I said there's a few things going on. First and foremost, I'm sure like 25 years ago, the umpires didn't have the stats straight after the game, so it wasn't as Mm. obvious to them. It's kind of like whoever they noticed. And the other thing is that it's like five rounds in, six rounds in, whoever started the season really well, particularly if it's a well-known player, they get anointed As the next Brownlow medalist or Brownlow medal opportunity, and then it just piles on and piles on and piles on.
0: I'm friends with Chelsea Roffey, the goal umpire, and I've asked if they look at the stats. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Clang. Me and Chelsea just hanging out. We drink a few Chelsea froffies. She's mad for it. I've asked if they look at the stats, and apparently they don't. She claims (laughs) she's been. And it's only the field umpires that (laughs) do.
2: Not for a second.
1: Yes, of course they do.
2: Oh, there's you 15 umpires my out there on the field now. You're telling me that they've just all decided that consensus is just like, it doesn't make any sense.
0: <laughs> Boydie doesn't or, believe in
2: democracy. Or that there's, well, I well the famous Diesel story, isn't that that democracy doesn't exist in field umpires? When he got oh, like okay, 40 votes us. in the last, the, so, so what Diesel famous? Williams... Diesel yes. Williams obviously played for Carlton and he won two round oh, lows, yeah. I think. And he needed um, – he, he'd had a blue with one of the umpires, supposedly, and he got something like 40 touches in the last game of the year and he needed uh, one vote to to draw for his third uh, round low and the umpire okay. overruled all the other field umpires and said no because he didn't like the bloke.
4: <laughs> and then that's
2: apparently the story. <laughs> uh,
4: well,
2: at least that's what Carlton supporters uh, tell you
0: anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the year come- before Boydie was born.
1: Yeah, Carlton supporters don't have many stories to tell, so they have to go deep into the annals.
2: They have plenty of stories. They just need to do it with a licensed therapist sitting next to them. That's all. That's my, <laughs> that's my experience.
1: Oh. oh. <laughs> well, you know, that is what we were talking about, about the fortunes of football. Mm. And it seems mm. that if you look at, like, what happened with Melbourne, that it, mm. are, are things just going to be cyclical now? If they don't get rid of your club and they've stopped doing that and there was a time where there was nearly not gonna be foot scray anymore, then mm. if you can survive that, like poor the poor old Fitzroy supporters probably would have won a flag by now.
3: Mm. Yeah, but mm. the Saint supporters haven't still mum. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: actually, and I find that way funnier supporter. than I should.
1: <laughs> Who's a Saint supporter? She's a Saint Supporter. No, ah. Lisa, all right, let, riddle me this.
3: Okay. Why? No, exactly. No, because
1: when I moved from <laughs> Brisbane, I didn't have a football team, and I moved to St Kilda. Oh. Uh. Like oh, well, you've got to be a St Kilda supporter. I didn't know what it meant. I never went to a game. Then I didn't you know. Why the
3: St Kilda TV room in the arm?
4: Gosh, oh. And
3: I, I think away, I, can, I think boy. I recall seeing a uh, Saint Kilda scarf somewhere yeah, lying around Yeah, I got given one. Yeah, I
1: got given it because mm. then everyone, could, you know, Melbourne people are bullies about football and they push you into it. Like my girlfriend Sash, who was our producer with Hughes and Kate, uh, Hughes and Kate mm-hmm. for all those years. She's a New Zealander, so she didn't have a football team. And Husey bullied her into becoming a Carlton supporter. Now, mm-hmm. And you he re-
3: really had to bully because you know
1: yeah. it's it's
3: been a tough it's been a tough ride for them
1: as well. <laughs> what a legacy to give someone who's just hopped off the boat, came across the Tasman full of full of happiness and positive and outcomes for her new life. <laughs> I need to have good yeah. El stripped around her neck.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're gonna peer pressure someone into you know going for that's that's the equivalent of like, you know, peer pressuring someone to taste alcohol and there's all these fine whiskies there and you're giving them a foster's light.
1: Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Right. But the children all like to mock me and <laughs> uh, fifty seven years. Yeah, <laughs> right. And you know what? This is how I know I'm not a saint supporter doesn't even doesn't even affect me. Yeah. I don't even know how many years it is. I feel <laughs> nothing. I feel nothing. It's it's like That's I, what they all say. Because they yeah. had to stop counting at some point. Yeah, all right. <laughs> anyway, I'm considering myself an honorary bulldog.
0: I've you are Kate. It. you are. You're one Thank of
2: you. us. Thank yeah. you. It's, it, Kate, Chris Hemsworth and Danny McGinley is like the celebrity sort of group down at the border. So Take that, that, move.
1: My Will Anderson, Tim
2: Cahill. Oh. Yeah, oh, Tim Cahill.
0: <laughs> Sorry to tell you, but Chris Hemsworth he's, is more famous than a, Tim Cahill. He was,
1: he was at the um.
0: <laughs> he was at he the semi You're right, 2016.
2: <laughs> uh, he's, he's friends with Shane D'Elia, I believe. That's where oh, that connection. Yeah.
4: Oh, um, or did Tim grow up following? Nah, uh, no, I, I think, think. just I think Shane just just roped him in.
0: Yeah, yeah cuz Shane also supports Melbourne City and uh, I'm not even sure if uh, Shane and Tim are, you know, still close or anything, but yeah, it was right. a great marketing opportunity. What what going back to 2016 as we always do on this podcast because 21 didn't work yeah. out. Um, yeah. what did the Langbrook family do on October 1st, 2016? Did you all get to go to the game or was there a big barbecue? Talk us through the happiest day.
1: So before the day there was a mad scramble for tickets Mm. as you can imagine Mm -hmm. which went on for weeks and i said to peter this is what we always said peter's mum has to go again my mother-in-law marie she has to go if we can get a ticket she has to go because she was there
0: in 54
1: of course she was there in 54 and because of the lucky sock yes (laughs) by, by tom boyd's fetus but lucky so in those days could be pinned onto a vest. Anyway, um, so and then the little boys were really into it. Lewis wasn't so into football then because Lewis had had um, leukaemia and so he'd missed a lot of school, a lot of sport, a lot of he hadn't played kick himself. So he was a bit behind the, you know, the, the family slipstream when it came to getting on board. So we were trying to get tickets everywhere, and Hughesy was helping me get tickets. But his brother Mick is a huge Bulldog supporter because Hughesy's one of those um, turncoats, a family turncoat. Right.
0: I did know this that Dave Hughes <laughs> originally supported the Bulldogs.
1: Ah, ah. Ah. Mm. Moved dad- yeah. Moved to Carlton. Yeah. Seemed like a good so- idea in 1995.
2: Yeah,
1: did exactly. It. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, we ended up getting tickets and I said to Peter, it doesn't really matter what it costs because in 10 years time you won't notice the money but mm-hmm. you will always notice the fact that you weren't there. If you weren't mm-hmm. there and that you didn't try as hard as you could have. So we I ended up getting can I say what football player I got tickets from? Or because I get Yeah, an you, hour got, hour. you got
2: you got you got them for you got them for free,
4: correct? Yes, correct.
1: Oh yes, correct. yes, I got yes. them for free. It doesn't free. matter what it costs. That's, that's no, that's mean. why it Doesn't matter what it costs. <laughs> 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 well, uh, thank you, uh, Magistrate Boyd. <laughs> anyway, so there was a mad scramble. We were really trying every every nook and cranny, and then one of a one, a player who was good friends of ours, or um, who was on a holiday and in some undisclosed location. Yeah,
4: it, it played for both.
1: Hang on, be careful. Collingwood and
0: Carlton.
1: Played for Collingwood <laughs> and Carlton. Does that narrow it down?
0: Okay. Yes. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, he gifted us four tickets.
0: Oh, wonderful. Four. And but there's six of you. Who who missed out?
1: Yeah, yeah. right. Our
2: yeah.
1: uh, three. He three tickets no four because your mum yeah. your mum yes. you yes. No. are the no, Dad was in the MCC. No, oh no. three <laughs> tickets we did, i thought we got four tickets
4: <laughs> no we got three he gave he, he gave us three tickets and i was a, i was an mcc member and so was my brother so i went with my brother we lined up at you know for 4am 5am oof, oof. Wow. Yeah.
0: that's oh. a big
4: day it's a classic it's a it's an amazing day just you, the MCC members—it's it's hilarious, you know. You, you you don't know who you're going to stand next to—someone from Camberwell, someone from Caulfield, someone from Turak, maybe wow. a farm. Diversity. <laughs> yeah, <that's
2: right>.
4: <laughs> 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 it, it is hilarious.
1: And then we had the rest of us at home had a party. That's right.
2: We, oh, and what what stands out to you that day, Peter? I mean. Uh, I'd love for you to just run through the last, you know, four minutes of the game if you want to talk about something
0: significant (laughs) happening. It is good to talk to the the young fellas as well, but Peter has suffered the longest.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Nothing specific about that last four minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Can you remember anything, Boyd? The (laughs)
1: Liam Picken goal. you.
3: You know what I remember? I remember,
4: I don't know if my brother will listen to this, but, I basically had to pick him up off yes. the floor with about fifteen minutes to go because he or his big brother. My, my brother's about five years older than me. One, one or, or or maybe it was later. Whenever, whenever you sealed it, Tommy. Whenever, whenever you, whenever you sealed it, he just he he was distraught. Like I, I had to. Pick him up off the floor and "Just watch the game." Yeah, he couldn't watch. watch the game. He, he was hunkered down behind the <laughs> seats was, with was...
1: his head down. He didn't see any of it. His ticket was wasted. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Danny, D- Danny, what? Don't you have a, uh, a similar? Didn't you have a similar reaction? Or was that? Was that the pre, No, that was his. Yeah, no, that was, yeah, the, grand no, final, was right?
0: the grand final. I was sitting with uh, Will Anderson, and uh, he got a text. Uh, he had someone at, at some party texted him that there was ten seconds to go. And so yeah. he was showing me, hey, we've won, and I turned to her and went, you shut the fuck up, you shut <laughs> the fuck up, and then the siren went. So <laughs> I was convinced there was like 10 more minutes.
1: I oh, know. Yeah. Oh, how funny that time,
4: yeah, time
1: yeah. takes on such a strange, it's like lockdown time in a grand yeah. final.
2: Yes. When you're on the field... Yeah, on the field it's really interesting. You you the thing I remember is you kind of feel you, you felt Sydney break like they knew that it was over. So it didn't really matter how much time was left. After Pico yeah. kicked that well, basically after Ben McGlynn missed that shot, um, yeah. and then Pico obviously kicked that goal, the, the flatness in the Sydney lineup it was like the game was oh, over. So yeah. it could have been six minutes or three Someone minutes or whatever. As
3: well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh we were God. sitting with a Sydney supporter as well. While back at oh, home, oh,
1: that's right. Because one of
3: our the one of the per- people that came over, they were a Sydney supporter, mm. and
1: yeah, that's right. Mm, yeah. It's
3: a good way to always awkward. A yeah, it is awkward. Yeah, it is very okay. awkward. Uh, how did, this, this is not a good but, idea. But,
1: no, but always your own happiness has to come at the forefront of everything.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but it'd be like, it's weird going to a thing where, you know, you and the person with want polar opposites. It'd be like if we went to, you know, I say, hey, everyone, let's go, let's go, watch the new James Bond. And we'd out watching, and as we're walking in, you know, I go, I hope they kill him this time. I'm so sick of Bond. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you know what? I'm sick of him complaining that he doesn't want to be James Bond.
0: Oh, yeah, Daniel Craig. Yeah, get rid of him. Yeah.
1: What an idiot. All you ever this hear is in supposed 20s, to be a is,
0: podcast. What do you about? <laughs> Why can't we just have a, It's off season, <laughs> Law, <Lawrence>, it's
1: fine. <laughs> but all you hear from all you hear from Daniel Craig is, Oh, I've got no interest in being James Bond, I'm better than that And then five years later he's in another Yet another James Bond Looking yeah. twenty years older. Yeah, yeah but yes. anyway, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. I think we should get Daniel out.
2: Craig on the podcast to, to discuss this, Danny. So we'll <laughs> reach out to his agent and see if he's interested. Maybe <laughs> we so we'll convert him to be a Bulldog support.
1: For. Exactly. <laughs> okay, but, that's an interesting game. Hypothetically, what team would suit him to Barrack for?
0: Are we talking Daniel um, Craig or James Bond? <laughs> Oh, uh,
1: I think it, it, James Bond would be surely he'd Carlton, be because it's South yeah. navy and or he'd well, be I think,
2: I I think he'd probably North, North North Melbourne because he's they try and try and try and they
0: sort of <laughs> half succeed
2: at least in my lifetime I know the glory days of North Melbourne <laughs>
0: were strong but that was before I was born. Bond's father was a I've I've read a few of the novels and his backstory is. Um, his father was a very strict Protestant Scotsman, but his mother was Swiss. So oh. I guess quite neutral. Um, and uh, who were the Protestant seats? Essendon was the big Protestant team. Um, right. Yeah, I, I reckon Essendon because, you know, they haven't been good for two decades. A bit like Daniel Craig's Bonds. Oh! Whoa!
1: <laughs> burn! Call the SES to put our back, Burn!
0: Yeah! <laughs> That Skyfall. I'm going to go neighbors. back.
1: De-
2: Danny, are you telling me <laughs> that teams used to have religions? Is that what you just said to me? Yeah, yeah it. clubs. Yeah. So that's great. So we just line up. We've got the Protestants on one side, the Catholics on the other,
0: and the Lutherans. On the- and the yeah, it's just.
4: Yeah. To- well, who, who are the Bulldogs affiliated with, Danny?
3: Dumpster we, were,
0: we were a Protestant team to begin with, uh, although we were founded by a Frenchman, which is why we wear red, white, and blue. So he would have been Catholic. <laughs> But it uh, was a, a Protestant club and North Melbourne were the Catholic club and that's why we used yeah. to punch on. But Australia yeah. moved on from this very quickly because, uh, yeah. you know, we realised it wasn't. there was other reasons to belt each other, <laughs> uh, unlike, you, you know, let's go on Northern Ireland.
4: When, 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 my, when my mother was in, uh, so what, 54, I think she was like six. So I think in the 60s she was a, a teenager and she got her first job. And she worked at Spalding in Sunshine, which was a big factory in Sunshine. And across the road was, I think, ICI or one of the other bigger factories. And one of them was a Catholic company and the other one was Mm -hmm. a Protestant company. And you couldn't get a job at the the Catholic company. She
1: knew that her, it was at the Brickworks? You had to be Catholic to go to the Brickworks. Anyway, one of her best friends from school, they Mm. knew that they couldn't get a job together because she was Catholic. Yeah. And they would not be allowed to work yeah. together. Yeah. Isn't yep. that crazy? That's, well, the
0: only <laughs> club that really kept uh, the the um, sectarian uh, signing policy, I believe, and I, I can be corrected on this by anyone, but my researchers told me it was Essendon who held onto it the longest and the person who got rid of it was Kevin Sheedy, who was actually their first ever Catholic coach. And he came in uh, and he was like, no, you can't know we're going to sign indigenous players we're going to sign catholics yeah. and, and that's yeah. what turned it around for him yeah yeah wow 50 years ago when kevin started coaching but
2: that's not that long <laughs> yeah ago. they
0: were the last yeah but the bulldogs rule was um you couldn't play for the bulldogs unless you were a member of the trade union and apparently ah. in the 50s. After we won the 54 Premiership, one of the be- whoever won the Brown Law, one of the best players in the league that year, wanted to join the Bulldogs because you know destination club. But yeah. he was not a member of his trade union, and the club said, "No, no scabs." Oh,
1: really? But what if you had an occupation that didn't have a trade union?
4: They no. join you- one. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Change occupation.
1: Well, like, why couldn't
2: you have joined the trade union and just joined? Think about uh, Kevin Sheedy's amazing journey, Danny, from that moment when he joined Essendon to the last year where he was involved at a footy club, which is when he I walked into the building of the Giants and yes. I came up to him and he was just being coach basically the last three years and he goes, Kevin Sheedy, how are you going? And then it just went off on a tangent about something else. Didn't know anything about me. Didn't know who I was. Didn't know nothing. Never saw him except when he was at the pub.
4: No, that what was, a hero. Uh, I think that was dump time, that uh, that coaching period for Kevin.
2: Yeah, they, uh, he had a long and illustrious journey. Old Kevin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can we ask about you? I mean, Kate, you've got a book coming out about the the whole lot of you guys going to Italy now. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's. Uh, the, I'm sure the book covers a lot of this. But how did you watch the Bulldogs while you're in Italy?
1: Well, uh. Peter had to buy a very expensive. Uh, how much did we have? Yeah, he's his favourite topic. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the,
4: the The AFL. What's it called <laughs> then? AFL uh, pass. Uh, the yeah, AFL pass, the nice. overseas one yeah. that you get. Yeah, It costs yeah. you, like, it's $27 a week. So it costs oh. more to watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it yeah, it's unbelievable that it does to go to the football here.
3: Most of the games were during school for me or at some point, you know, during the day. Mm. And so I ended up, like, during lunch times and stuff, I would end up, like, finding just really shifty websites to watch it on. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: In, like, the lowest quality possible. Lewis or? is a
1: pretty good pirate. Yeah.
3: yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Al- allegedly. Allegedly.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you heard a lot about how much it costs to to. Watch the football. <laughs> I'm like, mate, we're living in Italy. It's a miracle we can see the football. <laughs> yeah.
0: so there was a day game. So, it like, it's, if we're playing, uh, two, you know, two ten kickoff on a Saturday, what time is that? That's like a am. Friday arvo there for you guys? Yeah, that was really early, wasn't it's- it?
4: It's eight hours later, isn't it? <laughs>
0: Anyways, <laughs> it's
3: either, it's either like are, it's later <laughs> or earlier. We can't remember.
1: <laughs> we've left it all behind. Oh, yeah.
3: No, because we watched the grand final and it between. Yeah, at 6 a.m. Yeah. yeah, It, yeah.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, it's it started earlier. Really... Yeah, yeah. And I got a bunch of Italians to watch the grand final between GWS, and mm-hmm. now one of them's hooked on Dustin Martin.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they love dusty. Really cut through.
3: <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Did
0: you guys go to a, a soccer game? Did you did you adopt a, a Serie A team? No,
3: oh,
1: yeah. were? no I did well, I, I went to a Peter games. did, but we were basketballers. And...
3: Uh-huh. No, we went to bas- basketball. We ruined.
4: went to basketball games more, which which was amazing because um, uh, like the, the amazing thing about Italian basketball, which is they just they're nuts is
3: yeah.
4: a, they pull this, they pull this uh, plastic screen out to the middle of the pitch when the team loses because of the, the amount of spit that the the team will yeah. pop oh, yeah. off of the. <laughs> pitch. Yeah.
1: in in basketball, they're letting off flares and yelling, and, it's like we went I went yeah. to watch our um number number three second elder son, Arty and he played basketball against another group of 12-year-olds or 13-year-olds from Milan, and the parents bought drums, giant bass <laughs> drums and flags, and beat them so violently that I thought we'd all have to be evicted from the building. It's madness, yes. like madness. Yes. In Australia, they're like, don't clap too loudly, don't beric for your child, it's bad. And they were just like full yeah, on yeah. Like the, parents fighting in the yeah. crowd yeah, it's was, very i don't know if you've heard this but there are very emotional people the italian
2: <laughs> <laughs> well funnily enough actually when i was younger and i was going through the australian institute of sport we went on a uh, international trip which was yeah you know, code word for a junket and mm. uh, we actually <laughs> ended up watching um a game of basketball over there in milan and it was oh, wild
1: yeah really? wow so, you never yeah. get it
2: Crazy, isn't it? Insane. One of the craziest experiences. The only other crazy experience I think that topped it was we got to see QPR play Wigan um, oh, nice. when in in, in the uh, in the Premier League when they were getting they both ended up getting relegated. But essentially, yeah. QPR had to win to stay um, out of the relegation guaranteed. Yeah. And um, anyway, they played with ten players the whole game, and then in the last two minutes, uh, Wigan score. And there's a photo the next day of the guy who's standing in the wall from this free kick, and he's moved his head. And so we're driving out, leaving, um, leaving the QPR home game.
0: Loftus Road.
2: And they think, it's, they think that we're a, a foreign uh, but fan base, and so our bus gets rocked on the way out. Oh. Oh. So they, they smash one of the windows. Um, uh, it, was, it was craziness. It was one of the, oh, the man, wildest it's... sporting experiences I've been through.
4: 15 year olds, you were all 15-year-olds, Yeah.
2: Uh, no, I was 17, uh, 17. 17, yeah, oh. yeah 17, oh. so last what? year school.
1: What did you study at, uh, is the AIS like a school or did you go to the school, did you go to the AIS as well as go to school?
2: So with the football program, you don't go to the school, you don't live on site, um, you just go up there, you know, sporadically through the year. It's yeah, with right. the volleyball and the basketball and all of that. They go up and live there. And the biggest problem with that, of course, is that I'm pretty sure the local high school was not much chop and then all the kids' grades were dropping and, yeah, it ended up being yeah. a bit of a bit of a, a dumpster fire up there, I
0: think, with that program. If yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. only
0: they'd gone to yeah. the Lutheran yeah. College. They would have known. We
4: did go to a um, – the, the best – I did go to a couple of Bologna games. Oh, nice. Uh, and the, the the highlight was the one where they avoided relegation and won. That was the highlight of the year, basically for them. But uh, yeah, that
2: was it's that was it's that. something different over there. That like like yeah, football uh, Australian rules football fans were extraordinarily passionate. But yeah, there's something different about um, especially those smaller clubs. Dan, I know you're massively into this. There's like. This huge attractive force between the groups—they're very insular. Obviously, there's the history of violence and all of that sort of stuff as well. But I've never seen anything quite like it in terms of the just hate they have for the other teams. That's
0: yeah. <laughs> crazy. It's
3: brilliant. Dude came up to the crowd and to, and uh, at the at the home game and he did the he told oh, yeah, yeah. the crowd to be quiet yeah. and then they all got really really angry. Yeah, at him. <laughs> that's
4: right. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: He made one three a, yeah. in the
4: second half, and he got and,
1: he's, oh, player
0: yeah, yeah. and that's he's like, a player. That's a player doing the sh- celebration, and he yeah.
3: basically did nothing for the rest of the quarter. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We saw some. We saw some amazing American
4: basketballers in in Italy at, at games because there's such a. There's probably <clears> about four, you know, top level or just below European the best European teams, but they're all Americans. And they all, you know, go and they just eke out a living in, in these uh, yeah, European teams. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty amazing to see some of them play,
0: wasn't it? So you, you yeah. would yeah. love that, Boydie. Like, imagine, you know, you, you didn't want to play AFL anymore because it's just, uh, you know, too much pressure and your back was given yeah. out. But you could have, imagine you'd just gone and lived in, you know, Argentina for a couple of years. Yeah. Go play footy I there. Know. So this is actually a question I answered from someone today, Danny, which was,
2: oh, like, you know, like, what about basketball? Did you ever want – I was like, look, I got to an age where I realised when I saw Dante Exum and Ben Simmons play in the same state side as me that I was never going to be good enough to be as good as them. So yeah. my next yeah. step down was, like, I could probably go to college um, if I, yeah. you know, work really hard and I just follow basketball, I give up footy, and then where am I going to end up? I'm going to end up in, like, Russia, Lithuania, mm. Italy. Yeah. um Spain maybe or or or, or China. Yeah. Hello, this is brilliant. I was 18 Kate and just um, I missed my mum, all right? Yeah. I didn't even last a year in Western Sydney. How does that show you for my to <laughs> <from> so,
1: <laughs> choose between Italy and Western Sydney? I,
3: I, think, you know, yeah, I don't know if I'd want to live in Western Sydney either. Yeah. It was the no, West.
1: be more lonely in a way.
3: Yeah, yeah. We, but we had a
2: really nice gated community with our own private little supermarket. It was, uh,
1: oh, it was did super, you? Fancy. Super yeah. tr- Truman
0: Show sort of style. <laughs> <laughs> that supermarket was illegal to sell any carbohydrates, so it was a bit awkward.
1: <laughs> the protein so, was... Protein supermarket.
2: That's right. And also Pure all protein. of the players and all of the staff lived in the same, like, gated community basically. So there was 10,000 people in this community but one supermarket. <laughs> and um, you used to see staff and players every single day, like oh, over no. and over again. It was like you were living together. It was it was horrible. So <laughs> and, and, we did, and we didn't know each other. We didn't know anyone else up there, which was the added, the added bonus.
1: And that if you live in a gated community, you're not mingling.
2: No, no, gosh, no. No. There was a lot of people, let's say, who are like fifty or more years older than me living there.
1: Oh so. really? What was it a retirement? <laughs> <laughs> what was the nature of it? That's peculiar.
2: So in Sydney they have um their they're like versions of Point Cook and like housing estates are like gated Communities where they have you know high rises, then they have townhouses and houses, and so you all pay body corporate and and was on the Parramatta River basically, but um, mm. super nice. Like if you went through there, you'd be like, "This is the Truman Show. This is exactly what the Truman Show was, was based on. This is where he grew
0: up, and this is why he wanted to leave."
1: So he bumps his head on the wall when he's trying to sail away in his boat.
0: Even the houses the playing players live in were chosen by focus groups. that's
1: right right
0: Right.
2: there was actually Danny it was really funny there's um with our privileges we used to get access to this the country club um when we first got there and I posted this photo probably um I don't know like maybe a month in with Josh Kelly and Cam McCarthy who are my two housemates and I was like our new house is awesome and we're at this you know sprawling pool with a um, sauna and like a chef upstairs and enormous house. And everyone was like, look at the place that the Western Sydney place gets to live in. The AFL must be spending so much money. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to debunk that room. We'll just to like, Let that one run.
0: Well, we oh, should wrap up soon. Langbrooks, what, what, and Lewis's, what, what are you hoping for for next year? What's uh, you know, we want to give a vibe of optimism to our listeners. What's uh, what? What are you excited about in the, over the next twelve months for the Footscray Football Club?
4: Well, hopefully, we can go to a game. That would be practical. <laughs> <good>. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let <laughs> we'll we'll here. Go we'll to
1: there later. <laughs> Do you know what? That's so true. Of all the grand finals to lose.
4: Yeah.
1: Hmm. <laughs> this was the one to lose
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. think about it from, from Melbourne's point of view They've just, they haven't won in 57 years Then they yes. played in front of Perth Except for the two blokes who got over there illegally And <laughs> were still in jail <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Gee,
1: they're helping <laughs> it play Yeah, that's
2: right Yeah let's yeah, they're gonna throw the book at those two boys. Anyway, um and, and then and then they come home and they can't even really celebrate with their family and friends. So no. if we look at twenty sixteen in a nutshell, I think we did it around.
1: Right. Yeah. I reckon if you still put it to those guys, maybe not now while they're right actually in the lock up, not in at evening time. <laughs> but if you ask them when they get out, they'll go, It was bloody worth it. It yeah. was, yep. it was Worth it. Like, what else f- are you supposed to say, though? It's a phenomenal thing to do, isn't it? Well, really? as you
0: said, buying the, the the grand final tickets, in 10 years they won't look at the criminal record and the uh, trauma <laughs> yeah, of the incarceration.
4: Yeah, the touches. There'd just be a teardrop tattoo as a reminder. <laughs> <laughs> what what does that mean oh you don't know
2: snitches get stitches We don't talk about
1: <laughs> no. that i think the team is full of um
2: youthful opportunity
1: as cody yeah. waitman put it oh in. yes our favorite family quote can you remember it yanni uh youthful exuberance and whatnot yeah <laughs> and he what said whatnot. the quote he <laughs> said youthful what does he bring to the team he said i think my youthful exuberance and whatnot. <laughs> and we were like, that really is a very unyouthful, exuberant expression. <laughs> From guy who's
3: been passed more times than I can count now.
4: <laughs> oh,
2: <Cody. laughs> I did do do an interview with him. He's honestly one of the the nice souls of the world, but I I can imagine him (laughs) saying something like that.
1: You know what? There's no bad dudes who use the expression whatnot.
4: (laughs) That that
1: could be a Tinder dating rule. Look for a guy whatnot and you'll be fine. You'll have a great life. Anyway, I think that team is beautiful and they've got a beautiful heart. And, captain. and a beautiful captain. Oh he's yes,
3: very like beautiful.
1: He's just like a he's like something from a Renaissance painting. He's just so <laughs> lovely, and yes. he has a beautiful. Yeah, manner. he looks more and
3: more Roman every. Yeah, every he's year.
1: so Roman. He? We saw so <laughs> many of his profiles in Italy. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> just there's a purity about him, like a, a artistic purity. They're a really lovely team and they've got a great mix.
0: We should lean into that, I reckon, Boydian. Because uh, while we're talking about the history of of the footy club, the original name was Footscray Imperial uh, after the cause it's something oh, to do God. with Napoleon or something. If we lean into this and we call him Emperor Bontempelli yes. and we do it all Roman style, we call ourselves the Bulldog Empire
1: rather yes. than this red,
0: white, and blue army. Yeah.
1: Empire. Yes! yes. yes. Right. Now, Calling him emperor, uh, yeah,
0: wow.
2: it's a bit much. And uh, you know, they well, you know what they say about Caesar. Caesar, 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 Caesar never gave his bloody <laughs> title back. So um, obviously, the problem I have with that, Danny, is like a laurel wreath or whatever they used to wear. That all so well and good, but if we if we went down like the Greek god, we could get him like posing with the discus and like oh, you know, yeah. that'd be nice. On
0: it'd bon be good like that. Yeah. We just keep a whole ancient world vibe going and we because really? you know we do have we do ask an empire sets up colonies we are setting one up in ballarat
1: yeah. oh, i love he's, it and then everyone can pleased. get on board so that the foods yeah. we eat are ancient foods and when you come like to a bulldog empire activity that we'll be having in paddocks There'll be screw bodies. This,
3: she's given this a lot of thought. Oh, my God, I, know, I love thought. it
1: so much. There'll be, like, pigs, whole okay. pigs okay. being turned on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and <great>. we <laughs> up.
3: And there'll just be a f- picture of Bailey Smith's mullet in the background and Bond <laughs> holds it.
2: Yeah.
0: Not his, eight, not his 15 pack of abs, just the mullet. Yeah. The mullet will <laughs> Bordy, I've been trying to work out what merch we do for this podcast. Let's start the Bulldog Empire stuff, and it's oh, yeah. all that's ancient sure. I'll actually buy that.
1: Everyone will buy if the Bulldog If you put Bulldog it on a Empire. bucket hat, I'll
3: buy it and wear it all summer. All right, done. If I'll talk to my T-shirt shirt guy.
1: That's just one size too small for me, as they all seem to be. I will wear it. <laughs>
2: Um, overs- o- overs- oversized is in these days, Kate, so, you know,
1: it's hard <laughs> um, like a trip. toga. Yeah, but Boydie, <laughs> yeah, the toga. on little thing. shoes. Yeah, little shoes. The little shoes of the empire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love oh, it. God. Boydie, here's the rule about oversized. Oversized okay. only looks good if you're undersized. Oh. If yeah, I wear oversized, old. I look like I've still got postnatal depression 12 years old. <laughs> so I have to wear something fitted. But if you're, you know, really tough or whatever, then oversized is fabulous.
2: On me, it just looks like I'm wearing a bed sheet. It's that big, so <laughs> um, it's sort of a bit distracting for people. You should,
1: wear fitted. You should also wear something fitted.
0: I'm trying. know, There's not enough sort material of... on Earth, Cake. To make something to be oversized on Tom Boyd.
1: Yeah, good. Yeah, good. I mean, because you don't <laughs> want to do all that work and have it go to waste.
2: What work do you think I'm doing, Kate? I'm retired. <laughs>
1: you look fit from the shoulders. I, I saw you on yeah, that elbow park.
2: that Albert Park. Yeah, I, I was. The I, love can happen in twelve months. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's getting a dad bod now.
2: He's leaning in. I'm through. going for the dad bod am i not fit i i yeah, can still I run can. long distances but yeah. i'm definitely not i i ran seven and a half k's this morning but i i do have a oh. bit of a, a, a belly a COVID belly i would call yeah. it yeah. too much uh too many too many meals at home
1: you know what in the in the bulldog empire a belly is respected yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> absolutely you know what you'll recline at one of our functions and you'll find that someone puts a grape respectfully in your belly button yes. I mean, that's, that's
2: oh gosh this is definitely been, i love it the most creative podcast we've ever done so kudos to everyone involved yeah this has been great fun
1: you know who will lose their shiz for the Bulldog Empire, Shane D'Elia. Yes. Oh
2: yes, someone's he'll, got to cater.
1: Yeah, yeah. he'll be. Oh, <laughs> someone's got to put the grape in the belly button, boydy. is
2: not <laughs> going to cut it. We're going to need to go to back to real restaurants.
0: Yeah, <laughs> let's get D'Elia involved. He can bring his best friend Tim Cahill. This is, we're, and we're all just going to have a, a proper Roman event.
1: <laughs> <laughs> back an alien. You know what? Why isn't there a bulldog ball? Oh,
0: like I'm a sure like they
1: a thing. Yeah, um, I'm sure it used to be. But like I don't a-
0: think it
2: was. I, I'm pretty sure that Merv Hughes didn't say it was called the bulldogs ball. I think he said it was called something
1: else. <laughs> <laughs> bulldogs. What did he say it was called? Well, Yarny it's, was it's just, yeah, wants to know. Go
0: go it's back on the, to it's five. On the episode. It's episode five. Yeah.
1: Just go back. <laughs> okay. All
0: right. We should wrap it up there, uh, folks, due to. Uh, we try to keep the episodes uh, to an hour. We, we're going just over that now. Tell us about the book. Tell us, uh, plug the book, Kate. Where where can we. When is it out and where, where should we buy it?
1: It's out um, November the 4th.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's called Ciao Bella, Six Take Italy.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice.
1: And uh, you know what? Unless, I mean, it's possible that my publishers have made a terrible mistake because you are going to be able to buy that book just about everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Which I am feeling like Tom Boyd has felt in the past, the pressure of people having expectations. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. At
1: this point uh, I am filled with regret, <laughs> even though the book is beautiful and when I look at it, we got the first copy good. of it two days ago. But suddenly wow. I looked at it and I said to Peter, oh, my God, it's so personal. He goes, yes. <laughs> Our family going to Italy. I'm like, look at all these photos. He's like, you gave them to them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, okay, I, w-
2: wish you, I wish you all the best, Kate. Let me know how it goes. I've got one coming out in May next year and I'm terrified oh. as you are. So as it gets closer to that date. I too may think that my publishers have made a terrible mistake, especially since I decided to write it myself. So we'll what see. What is it about? Uh, about my, my football journey in a way, but a real sort of strong focus on mental health and, and, and some of the challenges that young people go through. So
0: and a boy like, yeah. wizard uh, going to going to a magical school and his parents were murdered. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Oh, that never worked. Take that yeah. bit out. <laughs>
2: Yeah, four houses, you know, all of them representative of a different emblem and different skills.
1: Oh, that's a good Very idea. Easy.
2: It's a paperback original. No one's ever done
1: it before. Yeah. <laughs> the Bulldog Empire. has been delightful. I know that you got more than you bargained for with all no, of it's us. That was great.
0: All the, Langbro- all the Langbrooks Lewises.
1: Yes. Really, there's Lang- only one Langbrook in this family, and that's me. Everyone's oh, a okay.
0: We got the Langbrooks and whatnot. <laughs>
1: yes, <laughs> and you got some youthful exuberance. <laughs> got it all.
2: Thanks so much, guys. Really appreciate
4: it. Uh, thank you very much for your time. It's yeah. What a
1: lovely podcast. Yeah, it's good to meet you, guys. Get in the car, I get on my way. Riding
0: on paths where the doggies.
2: Play. Today's episode was proudly brought to you by 8 Star Energy, creating energy for the future and power you can count on.
0: Follow them on Facebook at 8 Star Energy.
2: there's no fast way out of foot's says There's
0: grinding and a groove, and when I go,